was going to do my workout and I got about halfway through and I had this amazingly horrific headache. I grabbed my head and then I fell down. I think I kind of went to sleep a little bit at that moment, but I got up and drug myself a little bit further and then I fell asleep again and I drug myself a little bit further and I figured that if I just went to bed that I would be fine. Somebody in the ambulance said, we need to call the helicopter because she is not going to make it if we don't. They called the helicopter and at about 11 o'clock, so probably three hours from my stroke, the helicopter landed here and they came in and they got me suited up and um, out the door and it was cold. (laughs) I was not really wanting to go out there, but it was freezing and they put me in the helicopter and off I went. The next time I woke up, I was in the ICU and my husband was there, but I noticed that I could not talk. (laughs) That really was difficult for me because I'm a talker. (laughs) And so for five days, I stayed in St. Cloud, Minnesota to recover from the stroke. And in St. Cloud, because of COVID, they would not allow anyone in to see me. I just every day would get up and do whatever I was supposed to do and then um, go to bed. So um, I, I think most of my therapy has really been because that's all I know right now. I have to learn everything all over again. I'm Mark Goodyear. Welcome to Stroke Stories, the podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors. According to the American Heart Association, stroke mortality rates among adults in America between 35 and 64 years of age is currently about 15 per 100,000. Among adults over 65, mortality rates are 271 per 100,000. In this episode, we'll hear from Heidi Woodle from Kensington, Minnesota, who suffered a stroke at the age of 36. Prior to my stroke, I was a teacher. I had a husband and three beautiful daughters, and life was really good. And life still is good, don't get me wrong, but I was teaching during the day, coaching during the evening hours and off-school hours, women who were trying to be better with their fitness. I worked half-time at my job. I was a math interventionist, and I loved it. I got up just like I would any morning, and I did my quiet time, and I headed into the fitness room because I had to get to a massage. I was going to do my workout, and I got about halfway through, and I had this amazingly horrific headache. I grabbed my head and then I fell down. I think I kind of went to sleep a little bit at that moment, but I got up and drug myself a little bit further and then I fell asleep again and I drug myself a little bit further and I figured that if I just went to bed that I would be fine. I did not think that I was having a stroke. It was the furthest thing from my mind. I'm a healthy person. I eat well. So I I just did not think that that was a possibility. And so 
I went to bed. <laughs> and I am very, very fortunate because my daughter was home that day because of COVID. They were having Wednesdays off. They would go to school two days and then two days. And so they had this middle day that that was off. And I, I'm going to tell you, if I did not have her here, I'm pretty sure I'd I, I just don't think I would be in the shape that I am right now. And so I'm thankful for that because she was here. So about two and a half hours after my stroke, she came into my bedroom and she found me. And I don't remember this part, but she called my husband and he called the ambulance from his truck. So he knew to call somehow to the ambulance because he was in another state. So she called my friend, Heidi, who is also Heidi, and she came over and eventually there were so many people here. It was crazy. The Hoffman, Kensington, Alexandria ambulances were all here. Fortunately, what happened was somebody in the ambulance said, we need to call the helicopter because she is not going to make it if we don't. They called the helicopter and at about 11 o'clock, so probably three hours from my stroke, the helicopter landed here and they came in and they got me suited up and um, out the door and it was cold. (laughs) I was not really wanting to go out there, but it was freezing and they put me in the helicopter and off I went and I landed in St. Cloud, Minnesota. I did not know this at the time, but they make you be awake for the surgery because they need to know if they have gotten the clot or not. And so I had to stay awake for the surgery. And I just remember when they got to the clot and it must have cleared because it hurt so badly. It hurt so badly. That really is all that I can remember about the surgery because that I was out. The next time I woke up, I was in the ICU and my husband was there, but I noticed that I could not talk. (laughs) That really was difficult for me because I'm a talker. (laughs) And so for five days, I stayed in St. Cloud, Minnesota to recover from the stroke. And in St. Cloud, because of COVID, they would not allow anyone in to see me. And that was difficult. So my husband signed me out to Fargo, North Dakota, and we went to PAM, a medical rehabilitation place. They, they really knew what to do there. And, and just having Brian and one other person there each day was tremendous for me. I was there for 10 days, therapy for uh, three hours a day, and just having my husband and my children and friends there made all the difference to me. And I, I mean, I, I don't know what it would be like without my family there, but I have a feeling it would not have gone very well. So I'm thankful that he was able to get me to a different place to rehabilitate for a little bit. After I was released from Pam, I came home and then I attended therapy in uh Glenwood, Minnesota, and um, for three three days a week. Um, and actually, in that time from Pam to Glenwood, I actually did lose a little bit because you're every single day working on it, working on it, and then you kind of take a break in your every other day. It did make a difference, but I would say that um, for three months, I basically 
did exactly what they told me to do because I did not know to do it any differently. I couldn't remember anything that I was supposed to do. And so I just every day would get up and do whatever I was supposed to do and then um, go to bed. So um, I, I think most of my therapy has really been because that's all I know <laughs> right now. I have to learn everything all over again. Heidi went to therapy for a total of four months. I took the summer and just kind of got myself together, started doing workout programs at home, plus my PT. And I really found that that was what I needed to do. I needed to, to start doing my quiet time in the morning and my devotions, and I needed to do my therapies. So that's what I continue to do. It's about three hours a day. and I know that that is why I am better because I have worked so hard on getting back to myself. And I have just went to therapy again in um, September because I'm a little bit off in my walking and already just two months into it, it's almost perfect. So I'm thankful that I went back. And, th and that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you that stroke people, I want everyone to know that you have to fight for what you need and for what you want. And if you think that you can do it better, then try, then go to therapy, then make yourself known that you want to do it better. I just can't stress that enough. I think that everyone says, you know, six months is, and you don't improve or a year and you don't improve. I don't buy that. I think that you keep improving as long as you keep working on what you want to improve on. I think that that is the only way to improve what you want. And so that really is what I want people to hear. You have to keep trying and keep going. I have people who have reached out to me on Instagram. I keep telling them you have to keep doing it. When I was three months out, I couldn't do anything anything. I wanted to be this person that went into my fitness room and did my workouts and felt proud of myself for doing those things. And so I want everyone to know that you can reach for the stars. You can do it if you just try. Coming up, Heidi on her plans to go back to work. I We'll definitely probably have to take one child at a time. I used to take five or six kids at a time and we would um, work on things that they were struggling with. And I, I'm not sure if I can do that yet or not. I haven't really tested the waters, so to speak. And how people change after having a stroke. Forget what was before. And this is new for you. And it's new for my family and it's new for everyone that is around me. I'm different and you have to embrace that and love that, support that, and we'll be there too. We will be there for you. But we are, we're just a little bit different <laughs> and, um, and that's okay. 10 months on from her stroke, let's hear how Heidi is progressing with her recovery. Right now I am basically doing the three hours of therapy in the mornings and then taking a break and just kind of doing my appointments and um, things that I need to do in the afternoons. 
I hope that I can go back to work at a year, which will be in January. January 20th will be a year. And I am back to my groups. I was out of them for probably four months. And they kept going without me. And that is just great because that shows me that they were ready and they were willing to do that. And so I'm back to posting in those groups and basically keeping them accountable for themselves. So my hope is that I continue down this path of recovery and can get back to work I am thankful. I'm blessed that I do have a job that allows me to take a year off or more if that's the path that I need to take. I know that not everyone gets that opportunity, but I'm thankful for that. My husband is supportive of it and the school is very supportive of it. I would like to think that I can go back and do everything that I've done before. I was a math interventionist. I will definitely probably have to take one child at a time. I used to take five or six kids at a time and we would um, work on things that they were struggling with. And I'm not sure if I can do that yet or not. I haven't really tested the waters, so to speak, but we're far enough out yet that I, I can give it a go later and see what happens. Heidi is also active on social media. I have been a Beachbody coach for nine years, and we have basically a a hub on Facebook that we go into and I post a video for them. And then I basically post a story. And so I go throughout my day and I'm just encouraging people. And I think that's where it came from. And then, of course, using the stroke hashtags definitely helps because When I started to know, again, that you used hashtags, because, again, I had to relearn everything. And that's hard because you used to do this huge story and now you can't. And and now I am doing a huge story again. But it, it was hard for me because I didn't have my use of my right hand. And so trying to learn to do everything was difficult. I am learning to meet new people and get their take on things. And and they're from everywhere. I mean, I just Germany. And the one thing that I cannot say enough is stroke happens everywhere. It happens to everyone. And I don't know why I had my stroke and they don't know why I did. But what I can tell you is that you need to keep going no matter what. And that's what I try to tell everybody that follows me on Facebook and Instagram, because I now have a little bit different niche. I have a new following and and I need to be respectful of that and and mindful of that. and, And I need to tell them how much they are matter that they can do anything that they put their minds to if you do it. So it, it just has to be that way. And Heidi thinks you should never feel guilty about asking for help. First of all, to a fellow stroke survivor, basically you're going to have to take the hand of someone who's who's coming to tell you what to do. Because for me, where I had my stroke... It affected my memory, it affected my speech, it affected my right side. And so I did not know what to do. I trusted, I trusted those people and they were there for me. And you have to have to trust 
You have to trust the people that you that are in your lane to help you. And if they aren't, then you have to get some different ones because there are so many people out there who will help you if you seek out that help. To family members, it's hard. I know it's hard. And I just want to say that you have to forget what was before. And this is new for you. And it's new for my family. And it's new for everyone that is around me. I'm different. And you have to embrace that and love that, support that, and we'll be there too. We will be there for you. But we are, we're just a little bit different. <laughs> and, um, and that's okay. She's taken some time away from teaching and fitness coaching following her stroke in early 2021, but Heidi's hoping to get back to work in the very near future. Your reviews and ratings are very much appreciated. Please do comment on the episode you hear because it does help us spread the word. And if there's somebody you can recommend Stroke Stories, the podcast too, please do. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor and there's a story you can share with us, please do via DM on Twitter or Instagram. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening.